What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? <laughs> really bad. You did such a bad job today. I did? Yes. Well, terrible. did you do a good job? I tried my best. Well, I did a bad job. I've got to get comfortable so I can fully lay down while we do this. I need to just... Oh. We're recording from the bed today. We're laying in bed. We're going to record. We're going to do our... Co-hosts and the producer all in bed. We're all in bed. It's so dark outside. It's only going to get worse. It's not yet 2 p.m. And it's... Bleak as fuck. It's B-A-F. It's BAF. It is BAF. I can't... It's so hideous here. And like, it's the city's so hard. I have something going on in my sinus. It's so itchy. And I feel like... (sighs) If I just lived somewhere where it was wet and warm, I'd feel better. It's really wet here. It looks wet outside anyways. And you have all these humidifiers. The acoustics of this episode are going to be very dry as we're covered in fabrics. We're covered in fabrics. I'm ra- I'm wearing a hoodie, jeans, and I'm wrapped in a blanket. I'm wearing... <laughs> I'm wearing um, a Merzbischwannen sweatshirt from Deutschland. You have worn that sweatshirt every day. I can't stop wearing it. Every day I've ever seen you, you're well, wearing that sweatshirt. Well, I had another sweatshirt. one that was from The Gap that I wore to bits, literally. I wore it until it was literal <gasps> You bits. literally looked like Fontaine eventually in that <laughs> sweatshirt. You absolutely looked. Underneath it is a t-shirt that's from where? Cos. There you have it. I knew it was cost before I even saw the label. I didn't. I, I thought, did because I saw that fabric I and I thought be, that's um, cost. Could be stolen from my ex. I don't remember what your label. ex. Remember that? Did I'll that? Never forget it. That happened this past year. I know. What a shitty fucking year 2019 was. It had ups and downs. Yeah. What were the ups? I did some fun jobs. Um, we took our road we had trip. A road trip. That was the best part. Uh, something else might have been good. I hated this year. You really did. This, this was, was a bad one for you. This was absolutely the worst year of my entire adult life. And nothing externally happened. Wow. It was just an Elena Ferrante story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for teaching us how to say Elena. I just literally lived inside of the lost daughter for like... and And... Jeremy didn't leave me, but I definitely felt like clips from Days of Abandonment and the description of Frontumaglia and uh, various. I can't wait for a season two of um, the Neapolitan novels that'll come out on HBO, or I'm sure I will cry once again from as soon as the Max Richter music starts. But what's different, Jack? What is the difference? Between me and uh, Mm -hmm. these two little girls born in post-World War II Mm -hmm. Naples. That nothing bad is happening to you. That's true. And everything bad is happening to them. That's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Though I was beset by eczema. That is true. uh, That was, was bad. It was really bad. Like, that was really bad. The way my, like, months of, like, my hands burning, they're still not fully better. There's... No dermatologist seemed to be able to say what it was. Some eczema spots around my eyes. I have a feeling. What is it? About the new year, new you. Yeah, what no is it? No vitamins. F- we'll see what happens. Yeah, we've we've realized that my medicine cabinet is... Overfloweth. Is overfloweth. I remember when you came <laughs> to visit me when I was doing a show at Barge. Oh, yeah, we were doing The Other Men and Women. And you opened up my medicine cabinet and you were like, this isn't right. 
This isn't right. Your medicine cabinet, was it in a big, where were you? I was staying in that creepy house. Oh, that they, they put love me in. that house. Well, that's gone. Like that house is way gone now. I don't think anyone stays in it. Remember how on our road trip I had a bag uh-huh. of like supplements? Pills. Yeah. It Just was a, a its huge, own tote bag. It was a huge maraca. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Just a bagu bag filled. Bagu. A, a bagu bag filled with all sorts of supplements and. Um, I'm just going to believe that Christ can heal me. This is why I want to do... Um, Christian science. I want to do Christian science. I want to do an episode <laughs> of uh, Dance and Stuff show where we go do our morning routine so we see in the medicine cabinet. Hopefully by the time we shoot that, I will have paired... I will have gotten rid of like 50 of those bottles and I'll just be down to like three. Yes. I'm going to take evening primrose oil. Why? Uh, it's good for like uh, skin issues, eczema, mm. osteoporosis. I think any vanity pills are good. Um, my fish oil <laughs> pills uh, for my high cholesterol, mm-hmm. um, and then a multivitamin. Perfect. I'm gonna just set myself down to that. I'm Reduce, also gonna have reuse, a little recycle. spirulina powder later on in the day. It's supposed now, to detox heavy metals out of your body. Okay. Metallica hole. Metallica hole. Metallica (laughs) hole. Push the Metallica out of the hole, queen. Um, Wait, we're talking about pills. We're We're talking talking about pills. I do feel my eczema was from mental collapse. Um, Don't you think so? (laughs) Yes. And it's why no dermatologists seem to be able to help me. And... um, well, I hope there's a podcast listener who feels they have the answer to your problems. Well, that'd be amazing. I, I, I got started getting eczema on my hands as a child, and then it went away. And I've had three bouts of it in my adult life, and this one is absolutely the worst one. And I started getting it around my eyes too. Is this just what happens once you're post forty? Your body just starts to collapse into all the problems it had when you were a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's just you know. I'd like to tell our listeners that it gets better, but I don't know that that's true. I think it gets weirder, and I think time begins to collapse. I want to. I, I do hope that I'm um, someone. Oh, I went to the opera last night with my friend John Cassavant. Who John Cassavant? John. Who the fuck is that? John is Gregory Spears' partner. Oh, and I met like, him. Yeah, I don't I, know. Is that true? He's a composer. Gregory is. What is John? I think I met John. We went to the Bobby Jean movie. We all had dinner afterwards at La Lupe. That's closed now. Was I there? Yeah. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. John Cassavant. What opera did you see? We saw Wojciech. Oh, Wojciech. Uh-huh. It, Where the man loses his mind about the peas and kills his wife. That's right. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> Earrings. Um <laughs> Did you say earrings? Earrings. She gets gifted some earrings from the um, from the drummer. Whatever. It was bleak, and the production mm. was difficult to look at. Who directed it? Do you know? William Kentridge. Oh, she's a big deal. Yeah. Well, she would and tell you so based on this production. It truly was an, a museum installation. That was like, also, there's going to be people singing. But, like, <laughs> what was the look? <clears throat> the look was a lot. It was productions and texture and detritus. So the the main Ugh. set itself was basically like a little bit cats. Like mm-hmm. here's things from the a trash. A dump. 
a dump, uh-huh. right? But a dump where mm-hmm. you could be like, now we're at the doctor's office, now we're walking on the bridge, now mm-hmm. we're in the home. Mm-hmm. Various platforms connected by like our janky wood bridge. Do you know how many times I've seen it as a play? Really? Three. Can you imagine? It's a very famous play. Bleak. Buchner. Anyhow, go on. So then on top of all of this kind of like raw wood texture stuff, then there was constant projections and a little bit of puppetry. And um, it was difficult to... Projections and puppetry. Yeah. And what it, Jesus. what it did was it it turned the whole space into like a diorama. You did feel you were just looking at the mo- a model. Was this at the armory? No, it was at the Met. Wow. You felt you were looking at a model of an opera. And so it turned the singers into the smallest little trinket dolls you ever saw. It was almost as if they didn't need to be there. Oh. And that was hard. That was hard. And apparently the main baritone who played... Wojciech? Wojciech himself oh. was um huge Swede. He looked like a little tiny trinket until the conductor came out. And I thought the conductor was a child. (laughs) (laughs) Were you sitting far up? Yeah. You're like the fifth ring. We we were in the family circle with someone, family behind us, um, who had a box of candies that they were happily unwrapping while they- Through the whole show. uh Mm, Salt water taffies and candy corn. I think they brought along um, a teenage son who was- listening to a podcast the whole time whilst also unwrapping candies. Remember when you saw a dance show that you I thought was so bad that you put a podcast a po- in? I certainly did. That was incredible. I listened to a I'll podcast during it. a dance show. And I think that was this year. Uh, it might have been. I really made a choice. I said, I can either watch this very unhappily or I can do something productive and so enjoy listen myself. To a podcast. I listened to a podcast. You better work. That's so fierce. Um, but at any rate, that was the opera. Um... I found it challenging. The music is... Who did the music? Um, Alban Berg. Is it... Oh, it's a new... It's no, like, no, quite old. Oh, he's, really? He's from early in the 20th century. New. He's a... He's a influenced or contemporary of Schoenberg and Mahler. I love Schoenberg. But it's like... And there I love are, Mahler. There's Berg music that is like heavenly... Uh, uh, vocal music for... There's a beautiful song cycle he did called early songs or something but this it, the first two two-thirds of this show are truly almost unlistenable for me very very dense just very atonal in a way that's difficult people just being like why can't you know no, you've moved way too far oh. in time oh okay truly like Oh God, and in German too I wish I could I wish I knew one line from it but it's not the kind of music just make you up the German you can do it um, it's not the kind of music you leave the theater whistling. No, that there was whistling the in the show. Um, it would be like, why do you do that to me? That kind of stuff, you know? No. Like that. That sounds like theater. Whoa! Things like that. Oh. Anyways, Deutsch. And, oh, um, man. But the third act became very beautiful, and there was some amazing... Did they use lucite, like a lucite, like under? No, not the... visually beautiful. Oh, the uh-huh. set never changed. Oh, okay. It stayed a garbage dump. It stayed a garbage dump. Did they put Grisabella in a tire and she it floated up to heaven? Literally, had that happened, it would have been like, uh-huh. <laughs> but um, at the end, there was these, this part, maybe very shortly before the murder of the wife, where, uh-huh. spoiler alert, 
Um, Everyone knows his wife is murdered by him when he loses his mind. Esoteric show. Uh Um, But amazingly, the the theater was full of people, namely like artsy gay looking people. Oh, was it artsy gay night? No. Are you sure? They would think it was just any old whatever day of the week it was yesterday. Thursday? Uh, I don't remember what day yesterday was. Thursday. And I ran into um, Jeffrey Edelstein, who's a fan of our pod and lives in Princeton. Hello, Jeffrey. He likes it when we talk about um, dance shows. Oh, when we when we get in depth about a dance show, yeah, well, so I might, apologies, Jeffrey. Well, I might, I might, I might do that today when we go over our best ofs. I might do that today when we go over our best ofs, the twenty ninth town. Why are we talking about the opera? You just brought it up. You just decided to talk Apropos about it. Apropos of literally nothing. Act three, you said. Oh, beautiful! There's a part where the orchestra, the entire orchestra, just plays in unison uh, one note. For quite a while, and then they crescendo, 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 uh-huh. and then the, and then um, and then someone plays on a drum, maybe a timpani. They're just like dun 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 dun. dun. It was really <laughs> great. It was a tremendous. And then moment. people came out and did tap. <clears throat> and then there was the Rockettes. Oh. It was amazing, and they danced around oh. on that junk bridge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> William Kentridge junk bridge. <laughs> on a William Kentridge junk bridge. Um. So that was that. And I had prepared myself by listening to it in my studio yesterday. I'm reorganizing my studio. Mm, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't fully prepared to be in that tonal universe, I have to say. No, I think that'd be hard for you. I did accomplish all of my grades yesterday, which uh, was big deal. 40. And I had to write a paragraph on everybody. Some and uh, Do you think some of the paragraphs are essentially the same? No. Oh. I really was specific. I like a form. Can you imagine? I'd be like, this student is blank. They've accomplished blank. Uh-huh. You know, and then just fill in the blanks. And then he would just like add, mad live it. Yeah. Be like, I hope to. Pickle. Yes, no, maybe see this student in the coming Candle. year. <laughs> it's mad lib. <laughs> Those real. Candle. <laughs> mad, mad lib grades. The students are like, wow, she's so art high. Poems. Poems. Little did I know, did pumps. I also finished my first pass for the AIDS Oral History Project, oh, which we will be doing. Did you on, time it? Um, well, Jeremy's made a video that I'd like to see that. We Can he I see put that? the kind of I'm in it. What you are in it, um, which where he put some of what I'll be doing in the beginning on it as voiceover, and there's still some more to be done for sure. That you're like Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> Come on in and taste the freshness. I'm Sally Kellerman. How would that go in? How would that fit into this piece? <clears throat> Sally Kellerman, famously dead of AIDS. She is not. <laughs> no, she's not. I, I will say it's one, ladies and one another, come on down to the New York Public Library, the Performing Arts, Jerome Robbins Dance Division, Walter Bruno Theater on January 24th Bruno at 5 Walter. p.m. Walter Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> um... What if my name was Bruno? Mine? Mine. Oh, that'd be so Which I was like, I can't even hear people say my. And then it becomes me. (laughs) (laughs) What if that was my name? My name? (laughs) 
Okay, hi, ladies. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Hi, Liz. We're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, Reed so and Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there. It's and we need a, you to um, rate. What would you call it? Comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're going to go to iTunes and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast. And rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely. And subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. Go check them out. And not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, because and I would say, here's my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. That's so crazy. I have been having a hard time hearing because I'm like congested. <laughs> well, your and my sound incredibly different. <laughs> you heard it all except that one word. Well, I heard you say my, and then I heard my. <laughs> my name. Because I said it. Because I said it when I repeated it back in my head for what did I, I heard say? the word my, my, and then I said my, because it's me. What I'll say with for the AIDS World History Project, I have been like, I've got to find a way to get some humor in here. Let me tell you what, it's not happening. It is not. I believe in you. I cannot find all I do. I work on this thing and just cry. I just cry and think, God, we're so fucked. Sometimes it's best to like lean in on the obvious, you know, like AIDS is not funny. It is really not funny. And it really fucked us up. And it has only left me feeling only even just more resentful of um, what was wiped out and uh, how little actually, it's so wild reading some of these things and you're like, well, not much has changed Mm. because how it could have changed is gone. Sometimes when people try to make things, they're not, it doesn't work out. Yeah, I can't do it. I was like, I've got, I'll I'll find a way to, to put some of that fervor formalist humor in here and yet uh it's not gonna happen um, they'll be definitely i'll come in the audience and laugh <laughs> no matter what i'll bring people i'll pepper the audience because as we all know <laughs> your audiences are chock-a-block uh, full of fans oh that's right no not fans my friends oh your friends my friends not even your fans yeah, they're just yeah, all your friends. Yeah, 300 yeah. friends that's that's what that. Uh, that's incredible. That's what, uh, I mean, you don't have any friends. That's what a couple of those critics would like to say. They're all his friends. They all know him personally. They, they're all best friends, and they go out and have Thai food and talk about me. And that's I'm going to write a mean review. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's literally true. <laughs> Sometimes it's Chinese food. Oh yes, honey, I love that Chinese restaurant across from the Joyce. From the Joyce. Had- Speaking of the Joyce, yeah, it's. Factors into my list of favorite dance performances this year. Are we moving in? Are we moving it's time. in? time. We've been talking okay. for probably two hours about literally nothing. No, we've only talked for 18 minutes about literally okay. nothing. How many of these happened at the Joyce? Two of mine happened at the Joyce. Oh, you want to do them? Okay. How many are on this list? These are favorite performances, live performances. We're doing our favorite live performances That's now. dance music theater. da 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 da
Three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, I just nine, do them. My seven, God, eight, 30, you're 40, boring people 50. out of their fucking minds. Here's 15 Go. performances in no particular order. Okay. And I already had a list at home, but I didn't bring it with me, so of I had to didn't. make this list new today. Of course you did. So didn't. next week, if I rem- there's a name on the list mm. at home mm-hmm. that I forgot, you'll add it in. I'll add it. I'll do an addendum. Number one, and it might actually be my number one. Okay. Was the Anna Teresa series of performances at Nyla. You loved it. Faza and Rosas, Tons yeah. Rosas. Yeah. It was really faultless. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I already talked about it on this show, You right? did. You did at length. I don't know what episode it's in, but um, I remember how much you loved it. And Another you really did talk about it. thing that happened at Nyla. I like going by theater. That feels nice. Okay. Was I'm it? not going to do that. I love that. Well, you saw a show this year, so it's going to be. That is not true. I actually <laughs> saw a bunch of things, but I, but I think like six-ish or so made my list. I saw also at Nyla Paramodernities, which uh-huh. was so great. Tremendous. What a work. What a, what a huge undertaking for Netta and uh-huh. a real um, payoff. I found it very moving. Uh-huh. I think I talked about it. On yeah. You said people well. cried. Heather Lang, et cetera. And you. Yeah. I felt moved. Yeah. I learned. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's 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 three down, 12 to go. Uh-huh. I'm going to go slow. Jeremy's trying to rush me. He thinks it's going to be a short episode. It's not. Are you trying to rush read, Jeremy? Do you think you should speed up a little bit? I mean, people are kind of like, okay, when are you guys going to get back okay, to banter? Okay, so now we're moving, we're moving down the street over to the Joyce. Mm-hmm. And there is where I really thought Kyle Abraham's show was very well devised his own company show a couple months ago it felt contemporary the dancers were tremendous it had great lighting and musical choices and i i I really enjoyed that show i thought that was good um goldberg variations is now going to lead us into a year of pam tanowitz because goldberg variations on the wednesday night that i saw it i saw a couple nights but wednesday night i was so moved i couldn't believe it i was moved through the whole thing Moved to tears. Lindsay Jones really broke my heart. Melissa, everybody, I could name everybody, but I won't. It was, it's such a good show. It's such a, I've, such a good show. It is really, <clears throat> I remember a couple years ago, I think you and I were rehearsing for everything is imaginable. And you were doing the costumes out at Princeton and you were like, Montclair, this is, uh, I don't care. This is going to, um, this is what's going to like solidify her in the, in the canon. And I remember us going to see it and I was like, yep, this is, this is it. This really was, it is, um, it's so moving. It's, it's funny. It's, but deeply uh has these strange realms of nostalgia and Mm. the nuance and specificity is remarkable right it can sort of be looked at as an investigation of these sort of steps but Mm -hmm. it it is so much more and the more i saw it the more i was like i can't believe it and it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. Davison's lighting is so amazing. Our costumes are so beautiful. Your costumes are beyond. And Simona Dinnerstein's playing. It was yeah. so really amazing. It was. It's an amazing show. Yeah. It just like it all came together in the most tremendous way. Yeah. Anyways, Goldberg. Okay, now we'll just start talking about Pam Tanowitz. Um. So Goldberg happened. Her dance for Paul Taylor happened, which was so wonderful. 
funny, sad, beautiful. Um, another dance to Bach. Um, I loved it. I, I don't know what else to say. I thought it brought out the best in that company, truly. Oh, I also loved, I didn't write this down, but I loved her dance for the Graham Company as well. And I thought that the boys from Tome did such a beautiful job designing it. Love that dance. Um, then we have, we'll keep going with Pam. Um, Bartok Ballet was, I know, one of your favorites. Bartok Ballet was the first thing I wrote down <clears throat> as we were making our lists. And people have already heard me go on and on and on about that really ballet. Did. In a bank and vestibule. In a, in a city bank vestibule, 2 p.m. in her apartment. Um, Bartok Ballet brought about uh, the choreography. First of all, the choreography itself is not only an in incredibly uh, researched into Balanchine, but also these real sort of uh, darker webs inside of that canon and the way that is brought out uh, with these uh, psychological iconographies in the piece was so incredible. Uh, and then Pam's own, just her own inventiveness of partnering, of entrances and exits, of uh, group formation, um, uh, uh, solos that draw the eye. It's the way it worked with that music. Um, your costumes... I'm obsessed with the costumes you did for that piece. It's the way it referenced state theater, its history and its darkness and the uh, strength it put women in, in the, in that work uh, really is, it's one of my favorite dance works ever. Congratulations, Pam Tanawitz. Congratulations, Pam Tanawitz for receiving one of my favorite dance works ever by Jack Ferber. That dance. I probably saw six times and it wasn't until the last couple that I really, that I could take it in. It yeah. Took, I remember us talking time. about it. It, I took, it was also one of those dance pieces where I took the whole thing in right away immediately you were prepared. I don't know how it happened. I don't either. I, it would be cut. I do know because it's psychological. I, that piece also Pam's, I could also feel, I don't know if it was there for Pam, but, Pam's desire to have choreographed for this company for so long and how, how long that uh, the bow got pulled back on that arrow, I could feel all of that. I, I also, while I feel Pam is very, um, I, fe I feel like Pam comes through inside of, inside of all of her works. Oh, yeah. It's part of her, the, her tremendous heart. And yeah, part of what makes her such an exceptional artist. She's so authentic in how she builds dances. She's never, she doesn't try to, she doesn't try to adjust herself mm -mm. to like fit into the mold of other people, but mm -hmm. she honors their experience and she investigates it. And she investigates it and also considers her own relationship to it. Right. And, and through modalities of, of learning choreography, when I think of like Viola and David that have so, uh, enriched her and have informed her and Viola um, Farber, David Gordon. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and, uh, I felt it was, it's just such a psychological work 
that I think that's how I was able to read it. When yeah. things become, I can totally enjoy something that's just formal task. Um, uh, and then I, it's harder when things get um, less, uh, less explored, right. I guess. And this was a very explored <clears throat> work that had a lot of necessity to it. And Bartok Ballet was like her one dance this year that the critics found very difficult. And I, I totally understand because I, in my first watchings also found it very challenging, very difficult. And I think that with repeated performances and viewings, hopefully in the future, like more will be unearthed by people who write about dance from watching this piece. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. The only last Pam thing, because the other Pam stuff that happened, I was involved in, so I didn't really see it, um, was the library gala where she had a little number yeah. and the library gala as a whole, I have to say it was one of the best performances I've been to this year. It was yeah. really fun. It was really strange. Um, it looked really cool. It had wonderful performances by wonderful dancers, notably, um, this beautiful Indian dancer who danced on the stairs and Pam's group. And also, um, What's the name of Jean Butler, the Irish dancer? Yeah. Those were those were three of my faves. Yeah. And I did like Heidi Latsky being a ghost in stacks. I thought that was good. Anyways, the library gala. Okay, that was on my list. I love the library gala. Um, here we go. There's more. Um, okay. Now I'm just gonna start going out of order. I thought that. Um, Dan Donegan as Milk, ice dancing to Anastasia. Incredible. Was a very important I, I fully agree with you on that. That I was really amazing. I only saw it on amazing. video. It wasn't a live performance experience, but I thought it was... I fully agree with you. Dan Donegan as Milk, dancing to Anastasia. Yes. From Once Upon a December. Yeah. It was yeah. very... I, I immediately thought this was one of the best shows I've seen this year. Yeah. It was really good. And you can find it online, everybody. Look it up. I think, or maybe it was a story. Who knows? Um, Houston Ballet, just in general, loved exceptional it. performance, exceptional it, yeah. company. Yeah. I had a, I had, I don't often go to a show and have a much better experience than I'm expecting. Yeah. And I walked out of Houston Ballet like, well, congrats. You really nailed yeah. it. Yeah. All around. Tremendous. The Mark Morris dance was obviously a huge highlight, but I really enjoyed the Azure Barton dance and the Justin Peck dance. So it was a great show, really good programming, amazing dancers, excellent ballet company. Thank you, Houston Ballet. We love you and we appreciate your listenership. All of yous. We love yous. Okay, here we go. Other things. Um, I loved Caleb Teicher's piece at Fall for Dance which is another city center thing I saw. I loved American Utopia, which I saw with my mom. Wow. That's right. You did. Isn't that weird? No, I just didn't see it. So I'm like, you know, it's a great show. Yeah. And you know, it was amazing. It's on Broadway and the audience was all New Yorkers. That's fun. It was amazing. I was That's like, fun. don't come in here tourists. <laughs> um, and they didn't because I said so. I loved Is This a Room. Yep. So Is This a Room is also on my list. Exceptional. It was, I mean, talk about, again, psychological, uh, 
formally watertight and uh emily davis uh what a fucking icon i met somebody at maggie's and burr's housewarming birthday party thing a couple weeks ago who did not like that show and i could i was so confused i was actually Mm -hmm. stunned i was like can you tell me why Uh i was like i don't understand what you're saying i truly like couldn't process their reason Uh because they were basically like they were like all the aspects of it are good but it's bad and i was like so you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's really good yeah yeah anyways i thought that was a great show that was so good i only have one more to go my last thing on my list is the seduction of the mangayar that you loved that i thought that was your favorite show of this year maybe maybe that's why i'm saying it last another thing i saw saw with john who i went to what bozek with yeah boycheck Wozzeck. Wozzeck. When I've seen it as a play, it was Wojciech, but you know, whatever. Maybe it's Wozzeck, you know, whatever. Um, It was so uplifting, so much joy, so much skill, so much. It was amazing. It was amazing. I love that show. And I put that on the YouTubes for my nephew, Henry, so he could dance around to it while we shook maracas at Christmas. Did he love it? He did. It's good. He loves a rhythm beat. Maybe I should put that on first thing in the morning. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe that's you should watch it every day. I, the I whole thing is on YouTube. You can watch the entire show. Fun. All right. I'll have it loaded. Okay. So Bar Talk Ballet, I already had at the top of my list. All right. I've already gone over it. I could, I could continue to talk about that piece for a really long time. Maybe I should just write a really long paper about it. I don't know. You can leave a, um, you can send <laughs> Jeffrey Edelstein a voice, a voicemail really long, just about Bar Talk Ballet. He'd love that. Would he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 100 solos. Uh, Jesus Christ. That was fucking amazing. It was... I didn't see it. I know you were in it. Oh, I remember that second solo deeply. Mm. What did you do in your first solo? I ran out and I did... It was long and I did like... Played basketball. I walked on a tightrope. Yes, yes, yes. The second solo was the one where I came out doing these big leg swings, and then I just stood there and I did these low back contractions. Right, but also twist. when you did the tightrope, I think that was more up left. Am I correct? No, that solo started from upright. Oh wow. Okay. When were you with Sarah? All the time. All the time. <laughs> well, I really want to make a dance for the two of you, just the two of you. Um, this was my year of Sarah Mearns. I mean, watching you two together, the physics were incredible. 100 Solos was a, a Pat Steer, Jesus Christ, absolutely. The dancers were amazing. I watched uh, LA and London, just watching these people who were not part of the company, but who clearly have a love for this and watching it with their bodies was really amazing. And the tableau, giant poetry. Uh, slave Play on Broadway. Changed with its changed with its new cast member taking over as the lead. Um, I feel I actually uh, I saw it last year at New York Theater Workshop and on Broadway. I felt that um, Jaukina, who's the new cast member, her level of rage really helped the other cast members go to a hundred with rage. Mm. Devastating, terrifying, hilarious. Uh, timely, um, uh, inhabiting while indicting, uh, 
also just the set, it, it, it needed this kind of uh, larger scale. Uh, and I'm just so happy that it's on Broadway. If you haven't seen it, go. Is this a room we talked about? Um, and I've talked about recently. A show I didn't see when it had happened originally and then Gideon fortunately brought it to Bard. Underground Railroad Game. Um, with Jen Kidwell and Scott... Bale. I only met him once. Um, terrifying. You know, it's a, it's about a... Did I tell you about it? I don't remember. They're basically... They play... It's this thing that happened to Scott where in middle school, the teachers did this game where they were like, we're going to do the Underground Railroad game. And if you you are Confederate soldiers, you are Yankees... And you have to get dolls to different um, safe houses across the railroad game. But if a Confederate soldier catches them, then they go into their box. And whoever ends up with the most dolls wins or whatever. Yeah. Wow, that right? is so dark. So they like, made, Why are we making a game of this? That's where he grew up. So they turned it into a show that explored... Um, oh my God, I can't these, believe that. Her, these, uh, these really, uh, absurd, hysterical, terrifying, um, intersections of race, education, children, and sexuality. Uh. And it was, it's so incredible. I know it's already had a big tour. I'm catching it later on in its years, but I'm so grateful I got to see it. Um, Another Jeremy O'Hara show, Black Exhibition. Uh, I really need to call out Ross Days, who was in that production, uh, who just, I've never, I've known Ross for a while. I've never seen Ross perform. And Ross, you're a star, baby. Um, It was really, also the show itself, um, I, it's, it's exciting for me to, I mean, obviously I'm working with Jeremy now, but it's exciting for me to watch Jeremy uh, keep pushing himself and to uh, explore different zones of theater, even what that means and where to uh, keep flexing in terms of uh, not just theater, but performance art um, uh, and different ways of writing. Uh, a show that I loved so much and had deep catharsis through Wild Boar Adrian Trescott at all. Oh, right. That show was, in terms of um, where we get into the violences in both micro and macro of critics, of where uh, they outrightly refuse to view a piece, to ask themselves questions uh, so that they could even ask a question about a piece, um, was done in a way that uh, was so generous. I, f- I mean, the amount of humor that these people put together, the way they indict themselves through it, um, and never felt like just finger pointing and wagging and whining. It actually really felt like it not only in ha- like really brought up around the problem of it all, problematized it itself, and then through very self-aware humor brought up the ridiculousness of um, the ways in which various forms of misogyny, femphobia, homophobia, 
uh, and just um, full disregard of artistry can take place uh, inside of criticism. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Please. Was Juliana May's show last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was our favorite last year. It was one of our favorites. I mean, Beth Gill was my oh, right. was my big was my big one last year. I kept for my list being like, was that this year? The Julian, I thought Juliana's show it might have come back for APEP, but I wasn't. Because it got for nominated it. for Best See this year, huh? Um, I love that show. As then, as anyone knows, it's a great show. Um, so yeah, I did end up seeing more theater this year. I was also completely out of New York for three months straight, and. Um, uh, so I did end up missing things that I wish I could have seen, such as, I will definitely say I really wish I could have seen Paramodernities, but I was making Desire at Bard College, Desire. soon to come to New York City. Really? Um, now, moving right on to uh, TV. I love TV. We love it. I've got to say, the act. Wow. The act. I have an act down, too. Wow, wow. Jeremy reminded me of a bunch of good stuff. The act was truly um, incredible. The acting, the writing. Um, you can't go too far away from the. No, from I the keep mic. talking. Okay. I'm just taking off my sweatshirt. Uh, the the performance of Joey King, uh, Patricia, Arquette. Patricia Arquette, Chloe Sevigny, everyone involved. Oh, I forgot about Chloe. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, that character was made. That wasn't a real, but there was no neighbor that was like that. But I mm. love seeing Chloe and something. The girl who plays Chloe's daughter, mm. that show, I'll never forget the part where he's on the bus and like the lights flicker and it goes into this kind of dream zone where she's like, kill my mother. Mm. Wow. That was an incredible show. Cried a lot in it. It was good. That was, And it was good looking too. Really good looking. Um, Chernobyl. You didn't watch that. Did I you? didn't watch it. It was good. It was bleak from beginning to end, but in a in a exciting way. I don't it's know. It's utterly bleak. Very. Russian Doll. Very I fun. I love Natasha Leone. She, best best thing she's done. Um, so great. Loved the show. Again, really moving. Uh, uh, a message about healing, heart, and humor. Um, Fleabag season two. Fleabag. Season two. Wow, wow, wow. I cried a lot in that show, and I am in love with that actor as the priest. Oh, he's in Sherlock. Yeah, as Moriarty. Yeah. Yeah, he is... Fleabag season two was really uh, profound. Yeah, that's uh, iconic. If Um, you didn't see it, you've got to see it. Really amazing. I don't know if Pen15 was this year. I think it was last year. But I loved it. Watched all the seasons that are available of Shit's Creek. It's amazing. And um, I, it's a show that I first tried to watch a few years ago and thought, no, uh, I was wrong. It's an incredible show. Everyone's amazing. Uh, Daniel Levy's really hot. Um, no. Yep. I, Not I, for me. Yep. For you. In love with uh, the straight actor who plays his boyfriend, Patrick. He's cute. Um, uh, I love all of them so much. And what's really wild is... Uh, Mo- Moira's accent. Now, when I read something that's, uh, you know, quote unquote important, like if I'm reading some sort of more analytic text or something, I can't help hearing her voice on it. That's good. It'll keep you awake. And well, anything that's, that seems important now I hear like, well, and we didn't know that because of the baba, you know, it's like really, really infectious. I 
loved. And Schitt's Creek also has a ton of heart. I've cried a lot in that show. Huh. Humor and heart. I Humor, love it. They do have that. Yeah, it's really sweet. La, 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 la. A little bit of Lexus. Yeah, you, lo- you <laughs> loved that. You loved that. I loved the Marie Kondo show. You really did. It, it was strange. Couldn't get into it. I loved The Crown. Um, I loved the episode about... Princess uh, Anne. Princess Anne. You did love that. I think that was one of the best episodes of television from this past year. I loved all of it. Good. I was really amused. Um, Watchmen. Watchmen is on my list. It, it is perhaps the best TV show of the year. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's very confusing and then it's not. Yeah. Um, but- I also would say what it's able to do with... Uh, how it uses sci-fi to uh, talk about race and class division and mm. uh, power dynamics, all of these things that we live in in the dystopia of the world that we're in now is really smart. And what a great way to get people to watch and to think about these subjects. Oh, yeah. Um, succession. Didn't watch it. I didn't Wait, like the camera. Really? You I didn't couldn't watch it. The the moving camera stuff I couldn't couldn't do it. Sorry. It happened so infrequently. Uh, well, enough. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, did I watch something else? The election, you loved it, didn't you? The election. No, that's the Ben Platt. Uh-huh. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Or I the, mean, it's like it kind of bad, but also watchable. Oh, the politician. Right. The politician. Oh, the politician. Yeah, election yeah. is that tremendous movie oh, with that Reese with It is incredible. That's on my top of the year, even though it was 20 years ago. Yeah, that's going to happen <laughs> too when we get to music. Yep. Um, and then that's, that's all I have for TV. Oh, no. Bon Appetit is my favorite TV of the year, mm-hmm. even though it's YouTube. And I'm going to say something that I watched this season that is not in my top but that I did all at once I began watching uh, Real Housewives because I'd never watched it Real oh, Housewives of New York and um, I haven't said it yet on this podcast and a friend of mine wrote you've got to start with season 5 I started with season 5 and I watched the entire season quickly you I were believe, really excited for a while I believe within one week and I became sick at the end of it and really view it as poisonous um, and I, I think that, uh, the way, what made me, what really turned it so hard for me was watching the way Andy Cohen spoke to these women. I found completely, uh, misogynist and, um, really grotesque. Well, it seems that he's an instigator and he uses them as puppets. I couldn't, the way he preyed on, um... Uh, I like her, Sophie, Sonia, Sonia, the way he kind of brought up this possible anal sex moment with Sonia, I found it made me sick and it really became, there was, there's something so nihilistic to the show of really, uh, shining forth just some of, uh, some people, uh, in some of, in some really bad scenarios acting badly and being cruel mm. and having real trauma. Like a lot of them have real trauma. Ramona's been, comes from a traumatic family. Uh, clearly she was abused. Uh, Aviva has gone through this horrible accident and no space is held for this, only instigating them to act out. And it makes me sick. So I'm done with that show. I'm never going to watch it again. Okay. Never watched it. There's no. there's my close up on it. I know some people are able to watch it and enjoy it, and I think that is great. It's uh, I 
I'm not one of those people anymore. Here's some movies I loved. Yes, honey. I have my top movie at the top. I wonder if it's the same. Here's one I've written. I can't read. Well, pick your, what oh. your top movie was. Oh, I don't know. I'll hands down say it. It was Hustlers for me. I liked Hustlers a lot. It's my favorite movie. J Lo's J Lo should win an Oscar. I've said it already. That opening dance is incredible. I couldn't believe it was her. Um, She's really everyone good. in the movie was amazing. That long shot of just the long walk behind, not long shot, but the long walk behind her and her juicy on her way to the ATM. Oh was, yeah, before she gets arrested. Was incredible. Uh, you know, let's slow it down, cinema. Um, it was amazing. The heart, the humor, um, and, uh, friendship, friendship and looking at, uh, how to survive in the patriarchy, I, I think was really exceptional. I'm so glad that the woman who wrote it got to direct it and not Martin Scorsese. Yay. Yay. Okay. I loved Midsommar. Loved it. Loved it. And people know I wasn't such a fan of the first one. Hereditary. Yeah, I was like, whatever. Loved Midsummer. Um, that actress. Florence Pugh. Pugh. She's Whoa. also in Little Women, which wow. is also on my list. Wowie wow. She was incredible. She's so good in Little Women. You're not going to believe it. You're going to be so in love with her. She's so awful. <laughs> Who is she, Beth? Uh-huh. Okay. Wait. No, she's Amy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The mean one. Yeah, well, I mean, Beth has a kind of detachment. Beth is the... The writer. No, that's Joe. Oh, I can't. Beth is the musician. Oh, okay. The sick, youngest one. Okay, Little Women, I loved. I saw it two days ago. I loved it. You said you cried all the way through it. All the way through. Wow. Right when it started. The beauty of it, the oh. music, the costumes, mm-hmm. the decor, the actors. How did you like the dancing? Uh, fun. I mean, it. it's... Very little. It's done by um, Monica Bill Burns. Really? Yeah, Monica Bill Burns did the choreography. Oh, interesting. Isn't that cool? There are, is good. some dancing and there is like a little sequence out on the front porch where Timothy and Saoirse Ronan Timothy. do a like kind of funky dance uh-huh. where they're like, we're young and wild. Uh-huh. I am 16. It's, um, it's a great movie uh-huh. and it's beautiful. And it's candlelit, and it's it's the New England countryside. But it's also done in a kind of contemporary aesthetic, no? Like, people don't talk with, like, a New England accent. They do. Oh. They do. Huh. I thought the muse... I thought this was a little more like... Like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. It's not. Okay. All right. But, I mean, certainly the one funky dancing moment was a little like that. Fun. Florence Pugh is... Kind of brings that flavor, actually. She's oh. a little bit like, I'm just nowadays. What's amazing, though, is she's British. Uh-huh. So I like that she's doing this American accent. Very. And she was like, look, you know what? I'm just, if I like to even try and give you a mid-Atlantic, we're just going to go all the way there. So I'm just going to, like, do. She does. This. I think Florence Pugh is British, right? I don't know. Laura we, Dern. We have to watch Lady Macbeth. I haven't seen it yet. We've got to watch it. She's in it. It's supposed to be amazing. Laura Dern's great. Mm. Chris Cooper's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, they're all good. Everyone is good. Does Timothy cry? Oh, it's so upsetting. 
Uh, you know who else is in it? Um, that French hot boy from um, The Dreamers. Wow. Louis. That's from a long Garot. time ago. Yeah, he's a man now. Because oh. a gentleman. Hmm, okay. Oui. Um, but he's French in it because he's French. Another movie I loved was Toy Story 4. People have already heard me talk about it. Forky Better Work. I slept through most of it. Forky's iconic. I highly suggest you go back to it, Reed. It's, um, it was really good. How to learn to like... That yes, maybe what you want to be is trash, but ultimately, uh, you want to bring love and joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great movie! I loved the doll shop scenes or the antique store scenes. Yeah, I loved um, Bombshell. You didn't see it yet. Didn't see it yet, so it's don't really tell good. me too much. Okay. I loved Parasite. Oh uh, yeah, we saw it together. We did with Peter Smith, mm-hmm. and um, loved it. We talked about how much we loved the mom in it, the rich mom. It's such a good I mean, movie. everyone was incredible. The rich mom just really. She she made some real hairpin choices that were exceptional. I love Knives Out. I didn't see it, so don't tell also me about good, it. Also good. I love Marvel Endgame. I didn't so, know what was going on, but I really enjoyed it. I know that you had that on your list, and I thought, is that on my list? It was fine. Yeah. I found myself moved at the demise, ultimate demise of Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Rocket Man. When every movie star on Earth attends his funeral. Yeah. Um... Okay, is that it for movies? I guess so. It wasn't a fantastic year for movies, I have to say. I don't know anymore. Last year, The Green Book won Best Picture in a year when that wonderful Salma Hayek movie existed, as did the the one with Nicole Kidman and the girls. Salma Hayek's movie wasn't last year. Are you lying? It wasn't 2018, it was 2017. Beatrice? Because the year that Beatrice at dinner didn't win uh the movie that did win was the shape of water oh uh-huh. my so, god so just to just to just to shake you oh, down on god. Um, uh the meaningless uh Politics. Uh, of awards and uh buying them um, oh my god can you shape of water followed by green book can, can you, you believe can it can you believe it no because no one cares about either of those movies that's not true. People like were like, I love that alien and Guess that what? woman I dancing. I watched Green Book while I was home at my mom's because uh-huh. it was on the television. And? I never saw it. It's the Hallmark film. Ugh. I couldn't believe that yeah. it won anything. Yeah. Well, I mean. But Which is not can, in any way to denigrate you? the performances of Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. They're great. Uh-huh. What was that movie with Nicole and those girls during the Civil War that was so good? Cold Mountain? No, no. The Sofia Coppola one. Oh, uh- Kirsten the Beguiled. Dance, the Beguiled. Uh-huh. Didn't win a thing. Yeah, Mushroom Souffle. The Beguiled was so good. The Beguiled was pretty good. I loved it. Um, I love uh, Kirsten Dunst. Absolute uh, dream, and she's really incredible. Um, uh, okay, time for music. Doesn't that show how to succeed in Florida without really trying to get honorable mention from you? Yeah, that was good. That What's was it called? Good. It was called Becoming a God in, in Central Florida. Central Florida. That's right. Yeah, she was amazing in it. Um, I had a little bit of a hard time sticking with it. Yeah, people and nothing gave it up. Nothing to do with how remarkable she was. I, I think they should turn Isaac and, and the son of uh, that choreographer. What's his name? Mary Schwinard's son. Yeah. He, he was, was good. He was wonderful. I read Isaac and Mark's Mark oh, yeah. Mark Morris's autobiographies. I think they should be sold as a box set. Would That's that amazing. Nice? 
Well, wh- whose book would come? Would it go Mark Morris and Isaac Mizrahi or Isaac Mizrahi and Mark Morris? It's a tough one. Who gets top billing? That's why it's not sold as a box set. No, but if they're side by side. So this should just be like, but which comes first? I am MM. I am MM. I am MM. I am MM. It could just be called I'm. I think Isaac's comes first. I am MM. Um, music. Uh, Primal Prayer by Beverly Glenn Copeland. Uh, I really love this artist. I highly suggest uh, you check them out. Um, Never heard of it. He, you have too. We listened to Keyboard Fantasies a lot while we were on our oh, I remember. trip. Um, I remember. Uh, Primal Prayer by Beverly Glenn Copeland. Loved. Uh, is really like just new age, witchy. Um, here it comes. I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. And and read an interview from Beverly Glenn Copeland. Um, what Beverly Glenn Copeland has to say about transitioning, about the younger generation, about making music for Sesame Street. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think that people should listen to the soundtrack from Men Don't Leave whenever they're feeling down. Yeah, well, you would say that. Okay, who's your next music person? Uh, I don't know. I've been listening to um, Simona Dinnerstein playing the uh, 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 this, this year Bach Inventions. Um, no, no, I don't know okay. about music. This so I'm going to do more things from this year. Okay. Norman Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Great album. Uh, oh, I don't care. Poss- me- is it the best album of the year? A lot of people think so. Um, it is really incredible. There's some amazing lyrics in it, and the music is uh melancholic and uh sweeping and lush and sexy all at once because uh, i love you by lizzo um you know i can't believe you know any of this stuff it's amazing well i listen to me you know i had drive i have that drive to bard my court dates on february 11th for your ticket, ticket. yeah um uh lizzo's breakout year not only uh having this album, like showing up in Hustlers and being wild AF. Um, She's the one who does those great live performances. She does incredible live performances. I remember really seeing a clip of her where she was playing the flute and then just went, bitch! And I thought, (laughs) who the hell is this? And um, I'm very grateful to know. And then um, Remind Me Tomorrow by Sharon Van Etten. It's uh, it has a very kind of '90s feel to it. Uh, it brings about nostalgia, uh, a sense of driving out of, driving away from a Seven Eleven with a, a pack of Marb Lights and a Diet Coke, and um, I was really into it too. So that that that's uh, there's a the music. But what I'll say, I listened to a lot of was "Boys for Paley by Tori Amos. And uh, Choir Girl Hotel. It was also, uh, again and again, some more tour year. I'm sorry I got so tired. I stayed up till three doing those Photoshop cat faces. You did a remarkable job with the Photoshop cat faces, Reed. I guess I'm going to put you down as best artist of the year (laughs) for the Photoshop, uh, for us Photoshopped as... uh, What did I do as Photoshopped as before that was fun? Um... 
The one that Jeremy did that was truly incredible was when he was able to place your moving face into the poster of Big that Little Lies too. Unbelievable! I don't. That know. was an exceptional That's technology moment. I'll never understand. That was really an exceptional that moment was on the, the ground. <gasps> Big oh, when oh, you no, did the photo, when you did the Photoshop for Outrageous Fortune, that was, was good. That was another that was really good. incredible one that was fun. with me as Bette Midler and you as Shelley Long. And I put blush on our faces. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Yeah, you did do a really good job with that. I want to do makeup tutorials. That's what you want for a video for us? I don't, well, that... Ladies and gentlemen, the other thing that I guess we'll say in terms of closing out the year and uh, with some grief is um, thank you, LMCC, for our space for this year. And now that's over. Thank you. It was very um, wonderful to have a space where we could leave we, our... We loved, we loved making the videos, which you can watch on YouTube under dance and stuff. And they will be over now for a while until we figure something else out because we... Well, we'll figure something out. No longer have a space with LMCC. Our year contract was up. And we'll, um, there'll be more dance and stuff video content at some point. But none of you are watching it anyway, so... Um, <laughs> We're happy to just have you here with us on the pod. Yeah. And even though like, you know, your tax donations, start your tax donations now for 2020 and um, feel free to become a Patreon and uh, support us in this thing that we love doing. And hopefully you love us doing too. It just goes on and on and on. Reed's going to go to sleep now. Uh, I think it's truly time for everyone to take a nap because it looks, must be like three-ish something. So it's you know, dark outside and, um, the day's pretty much over. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, that was our best of 2019. I feel like I'm forgetting some things. Reed I feels had a like nice New Year's Eve with she's forgetting Mark some things. and Stewart and, and we watched center stage. We'll, uh, try and we paused the movie to say like happy new year to one another. And, and I made hopefully Chris Morocco's we'll chocolate cake from Bon Appetit. Some more shows this coming it's year delicious. that will be exciting. Chris um, Morocco's I'll definitely cake be doing a show bon that you should all come see, which is Jeremy O'Harris's new show frosting. called Boys Company Presents. I'm doing shows Am I hurting too. You? And come see uh, Justin Peck's new dance with Nico it'll Mule open music. On There'll be May costumes for 15th, it at I some point. And then that's previews, and, though the um, actual show opens that's on That's all I June know 9th. about right now. I'll also be going back into also, my full time teaching uh, schedule at Bard whilst doing all of that. Wow. And stop by the reading studio. I did some And I also already You're said on January 24th, you can come to the New York Public and Library. I would encourage you to continue the Walter Bruno Theater. And let uh, me know if they work PM, for you, if they help put uh, you to January sleep. January 24th, for, and, uh, to see the performance lecture that Jeremy and I have I'll made be there about our at this AIDS very performance lecture that Jack research. is talking about. So we'll see you there. And we loves you. We loves you.